0: Listen, do you like cereal? Well, sorry about your luck, but this is not that. But if you're interested in that, I recommend you check out Cereal Season 3 trailer because that's coming out soon. But if you listen to our podcast, you might have an okay time. There's a bug in there.
1: Welcome. This is episode five of You Bet Your Garden. Stop. Say it right. What's it called? God damn it. Okay time. I knew I'd remember it. Episode five, Okay Time. We're here to talk about a couple records that we recommended to each other last week. And those are Proto Martyr, The Agent Intellect. And that was mine. And Carl's was Marnie Stern. Uh, Can we abbreviate it to what this is it was that the no, first you can't well you say it then. I don't have it in front of me
0: this is it and I am it and you are it and so is that and he is it and she is it and it is it and that is that
1: perfect yeah so we're gonna have some conversations about those two things and how we felt about them and how they've uh, shaped our life over the past week and we'll impact us for the rest of our days and nights tiguan
0: but first let's settle an ongoing argument We're now entering a conversation
1: in progress. I feel like a lot of um, what would be pretty good, like um, documentaries are a series on Netflix. And it's like so obvious that you didn't have enough to make this a series. So you're just repeating, showing the same clip like over and over. That was how um, I felt about the, uh, what was that show called? It was about the religious cult. Hmm. The uh, made it. yeah, but it was like, I just couldn't handle how repetitive it was. I was, it bored me real bad. I just
0: like saying bagwan.
1: Yeah. Wild, wild country.
0: Yeah. That's it. We were looking at trying to get a new vehicle and we were thinking about the Volkswagen Tiguan. So I, that was making me think
1: of that show. <laughs> <The> Tiguan. Tiguan. <laughs> that would be a good name <laughs> for a cult leader.
0: Hello. This is my Tiguan, but it's just... It's just actually the car. <laughs>
1: what, um, is that a station wagon?
0: It's kind of, yeah, like a, an S a mini SUV, mm. but if you tint the windows, someone might assume that there's a cult leader inside, but really it's just Tiguan. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't tell, but I'm pretty sure Tiguan is in there.
0: No, no, no. He Tiguan doesn't like to be photographed, bothered, but he does have a V8. A can of V8 right they're like is he talking about the vegetable juice or like an engine and i could stretch that out to eight episodes for
1: sure just trying to figure out what is happening in the back seat of the car
0: and there's multiple
1: tiguans it's a fleet
0: that's some wild shit dude i don't like all the rolls was it rolls royce rolls royces oh, there was yeah. like so many that's the thing with cults it's a, it seems like there are enough rational people but when you see stuff like that you're like well
1: no i don't know about all that i don't know if it was a facebook thing or a newsletter thing. I- It came, I read it in in an email form, but it was like a list of, I don't know if it was like only ways to identify a cult or if it was like talking about groups that may have some characteristics of a cult, but it was cool. One of the things I remember was like, be wary of groups that discourage uh, relationships outside of the community. Yeah, that should be a red flag immediately. Yeah. Tiguan. Tiguan demands loyalty. (laughs) It's
0: just the car. That's the Tiguan.
1: Is that, what is in, I can't tell what's in the back seat. There's tinted windows. (laughs) I do believe it's the Tiguan. It's Tiguan. (laughs) There may be, there may be a Karen Terrier in his lap eating ice cream.
0: Tiguan has only been eating Hagandas, coffee flavored Hagandas. Tiguan. Mm. Do you want to talk about the
1: records? Um, okay. You first. Me
0: first. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I was challenged, not really a challenge, or I was kind of not told either, asked to listen to Marnie Stearns. I'm going to say the record again, just so you can understand that that this is a thing that really exists in the world. (laughs) (laughs) This is it, and I am it, and you are it, and so is that, and he is it, and she is it, and it is it,
1: and that is that. She kind of makes you perform like one of her, like a poem, just to say the name of the song
0: so that was my my first reaction to that was i can't wait to go out and buy the children's book that accompanies this album that came out at the same time because that totally reads to me like a weird dr seuss yeah like a theodore geisel like a dr seuss type book where and i feel like if someone wanted to they could go song by song from this album and produce some kind of children's work that's illustrated in that style of dr seuss and it would work and it would make Plenty sense. Not that the lyrics are, are all like Dr. Seuss, like green eggs and ham, but someone could do that and it would sell. And I would probably buy it and read it to the kids. Upon listening to it the first time, uh, I did think a couple of the songs to me immediately sounded like they could be the intro music to like a rebooted season of CSI outdoor YMCA pool.
1: Well, that'd be, that would be <laughs> an intense, uh, CSI intro.
0: Yeah. You know how they always put on the, like the shades and then they say some kind of little quip. No. Well, okay. So I should have known you. You've not watched a lot of CBS evening programming, Steve.
1: Do you like CSI?
0: No, I don't, but they all, I do know that, like they all start off with there's like a death and then the cop, the cool cop with the sunglasses, like puts the sunglasses on and then says some kind of punny thing related to how the person died. Like if somebody died in outdoor YMCA pool, they would be like, looks like this killer was making a splash onto the crime scene. And then like the music would kick in and go into the credits. So that's when the second song of this album would come on. Uh,
1: or maybe more fitting the the cop would say, This reminds me of that time I saw Drowning Pool.
0: (laughs) Is that to let the bodies hit the floor? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so that was my initial reaction, but... What a
1: weird thing to come to mind. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I don't know why the mind goes where it goes, but... You're like
1: collaging uh, pop culture in your head.
0: Yeah, I think that's the easiest thing to do is try to find something relatable uh, in some way. And since I don't, I didn't like necessarily have something that popped into my head that i could compare that to musically so i thought about csi a new a new strain uh but you know upon listening further and then listening again like i fully appreciate this this woman is uh what i would consider somewhat of like a virtuoso on guitar it's like crazy hammer-ons like hammer on hammer on hammer on like super fast like throughout i don't know did you like get the impression that it's super super fast and quick? it's like a it doesn't really let up.
1: Yeah, some serious uh endurance, stamina.
0: Yeah, it's like in the drummer too and i i it wasn't clear to me like if it seemed like it was just her and the drummer maybe bass player but i don't know. I don't i didn't read read on the wikipedia like what how many people are in the band but when i was doing some research but like all of them must be very very tired after playing one song from this album
1: cuz it's very quick. Yeah, complex Mm -hmm. Uh, and fast af
0: fast af and i think that's one of the other things i appreciated about this album was it wasn't your typical like verse chorus verse i mean certainly there are verses and choruses in some of the songs but it doesn't follow like a super formulaic structure it's just kind of unpredictable uh and exciting to listen to so it got better with every like repeat listen for me uh it does feel like to me and i don't know if you some of these bands you've, you have seen, but I don't know if you've seen Marnie Stern. I think maybe you have, but to me, she seems like the type of musician that would be much better, even better than it is to listen to the album, like much better live act, just like even more exciting. I don't know if you have seen her. Is that the sense you got?
1: Um, Yeah. She played uh, my house in Philly Shut up. for real. And I didn't know who she was. And before the show, she was around and I heard, overheard her talking about how she was interviewed on MTV that day. And at the time, I think I was, um, hopefully I'm not as judgmental as I was then, but I was like, come on. Why are you, why are you trying to t- tell everybody in the room that you were just interviewed for MTV like that? is not cool. Um, clearly now I can, I can say that uh, I was just jealous and like a little bit in all. Um, mm-hmm. And then she played and I t- did not expect uh, that kind of music at all. I was like completely blown away and um, got into it. So I saw her live before I knew what the, what her music was like. And then have just been into it ever since. Although that's a record I know the most. I didn't, uh, for whatever reason, like I don't know the other ones that well, but um, she wasn't touring with a band. I saw her play with a band uh, a couple years after that, but um, at our house, it was just uh, backing tracks on a iPod and then she was playing guitar and singing over
0: oh is that what you mentioned last episode too okay see that's where like that's we were saying it's totally fine and acceptable because like look what she's doing so
1: yeah uh i mean especially in that case it's like she's ripping so hard on guitar it's almost too much to have other live (laughs) instruments happening you you took too much man
0: what is so wait how did she get to your house to perform guys i need to know a little bit
1: about that um I'm not totally sure this may have been, we had um, a connection to K records and I think she might've been on K or had been on K like Emily knew um, somebody involved in that label um, from, I think they're a Olympia Washington label. And we did a showcase like a K records, uh, not showcase, but like K had a, several bands touring together. This might have been that. I also may be mixing memories and it was a different show. But um I don't know. Emily had uh somehow probably at the time it was MySpace, like mm-hmm. we'd be making connections and sometimes we would trade shows. So like bands would play our house and then they would help us get shows and whatever uh city they lived in that's the best part about playing music
0: yeah i just i can picture a younger you like oh shut up mtv shut up yeah oh yeah why don't you go get a a mike's hard lemonade and shut up
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so jealous so hurt so what do the kids say butt (laughs) hurt
0: the kids i don't know they probably don't say that anymore but i've heard some kids say butt hurt recently yeah i don't know when or where but i feel like i heard it so my point was that so you can confirm that is she, she it's a better thing to see even more than to listen to, to see her
1: live as an experience i don't know uh if it's better for me but definitely uh definitely an act that's really exciting to see live
0: i will be on the lookout now uh that's a really interesting story
1: i don't know if she's still active. Um, did you find that out when you were? Uh, well,
0: she's definitely active. She plays in the house band for the Seth Meyers show.
1: Oh, okay.
0: She, I guess, she replaced Fred Armisen, who was on SNL and like Portlandia.
1: He uh, was I, in that band.
0: Yeah, I guess. He, I mean, he plays music too, but mm. I don't know if it's he a permanent a drama, thing or not. I, th- I think he plays multiple instruments, mm. but I may be. Incorrect. So she's definitely active there, but I don't know. I think she had a a kid recently or something somewhat recently. So maybe uh, she's taking a break to hang out, focus on that for a while, which is something I would do.
1: So you're saying it was mostly downhill, like from my house to Seth Meyers show.
0: Maybe if she heard like some, some person like going, Oh, shut up MTV. Shut up. (laughs) really did you did you play for Carson daily? Shut up. I also found like the weird repetition and alliteration of the lyrics kind of fun and to listen to. It was kind of like drony and it overlapped in certain parts. There is a like, I forget what the song is, but she's like, I am a like a raging animation. I wonder what it's like to be one. I wonder what it's like to be one. Just a lot of phrases like that, that kind of before they stop, they start again. And it's I like that in a song. It seems like all of the songs are stories told in a poetic way. And it seems like to me that uh, I could have. Maybe infer what the meaning is, but it, it's probably different for every person who listens to it. It's kind of like a little bit mystical in a way and magic and dreamy, some of the lyrics. There's a song that's about math, angles of triangles, and it's i I liked it some some of it's a little nerdy the lyrics but but like in a weird
1: I don't know in that kind of kind of cSI intro kind of way like
0: the dippy in the pool murdery way i i liked it uh and she also appreciates puns otherwise she wouldn't have named one of her other albums chronicles of marnia which i did not listen to yet
1: um what's narnia again
0: come on narnia like c.s lewis who who was friends with tolkien Um. he wrote the chronicles of narnia line which in the wardrobe and then like the all the subsequent books in that series so
1: I mean, I'm sure I read Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe as a kid, but I don't think I remember it aside from the very basic premise, it was like kids disappeared into this fantasy land through the closet, right?
0: Yeah, the problem I have with like C.S. Lewis and that whole series, it's like it's all all these Christian parallels, and it's really it doesn't even try to be subtle. Like the lion is Jesus; he dies and comes back, and it's it, that's too much for me. So. I'm more of a Tolkien person, but I do appreciate that you named one of her other albums,
1: Chronicles of Marnia. It made me laugh. You're more of a Tiguan type, <laughs> type fella.
0: I follow the Tiguan.
1: There's only room in this town for one Tiguan.
0: There's only room for one spacious all-wheel drive Tiguan <laughs> in this town. But the last thing I'll say about this this album in particular, I could. it's the type of music that I would put on the headphones, the over-ear headphones. Knowing I got a lot of work to do on a computer, whatever that work, is, like editing a video or just like Excel shit, like put this on. Tell everybody to fuck off around me, and the headphones around for a reason so they know not to bother me. Um, Shut up! Be, I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm listening to Narnia, Marnia. I'm listening. I'm trying to go to Chronicle, Marnia. I'm so selling. Don't. I'm selling the dog couch. God.
0: Tiguan, so I would listen to it like that, and I so I enjoyed it. I would give uh, f- four point five bugs in there.
1: Fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. And the the songs I'm going to add to the playlist are "The Crippled Jazzer," "The Package Is Wrapped," and "Clone Cycle." Far out! Wow, this is really uh, groovy. Far out, Tiguan. Far out, Carl. Good. Tell me about Proto Martyr.
1: Um, I um well. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that, uh, we, I didn't introduce, uh, the record. Uh, what do you mean? Marnia. Well, uh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Which is fine. we don't need to, to make that. We don't need to record that. But did you want to talk about the, uh, the record briefly and why you wanted me to listen to it?
0: Sure. And I think that because you told enough of the backstory about the, like her playing at your house, like that, was enough. Context yeah, it just came
1: at the the intro came at the end,
0: and I'm gonna leave even us talking about this in the in the podcast for transparency's sake for our four listeners, four confirmed listeners.
1: Thanks, Eric.
0: Thanks, Eric Graham. Love you. I first listened to Proto Martyr probably not all that long. I'd say like a year and a half ago. I knew that they were from here, um, so that piqued my interest. I knew that they were they had gotten some good uh, critical acclaim across. Uh, a few of their albums that they had put out, and so I started there. And then they did a album release party on the Detroit Riverboat called uh, the the Detroit Princess. Riverboat. Oh yeah, what the fuck
1: is that? I think it's just For called the Detroit record, Princess, right? The newer, the newest one. Oh, when's the newest one? This year or last year? It was it
0: came out thinking like October because Piss Jeans played, Mets played. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember. Yeah, you told me. Did you go?
0: I did, but because we can't stay out past 11 like we had to go home like we saw we saw uh part of mets and i think proto-martyr but then like i want i really wanted to see piss jeans because i'd never seen them outside of philadelphia but they played the after show at oh. l club and that started at about one and we just didn't make it and we i was bummed asleep
1: but, for hours by then
0: yeah i saw the on their own Instagram story, piss jeans, like they were sleeping at the bar they were playing at. Cause they were tired too. So I didn't feel as bad.
1: You were probably not sleeping. You were watching all of the Hobbit movies.
0: Tiguan. Yeah. So that was my f- somewhat long winded, uh, story of like how I came to enjoy proto martyr.
1: That's cool. Um, I read about that boat show that's exciting that i was like man that would have been so cool to be there and you were there so congratulations
0: thanks but i went home
1: it's good enough you you made an appearance I'm sure proto martyr noticed
0: yeah i really get in bands faces until they notice me that's my i mean i make a, pay, a point to do that
1: always selfie bombing hey,
0: proto proto pro, proto they're all named <laughs> proto it's like the ramones <laughs> everybody <laughs> changes their first name to proto billy proto no it's their first name like they just like proto jones proto McNicholson.
1: oh that's cool yep i didn't i did some research but i didn't um that must be sort of like a fan club only information
0: yeah you have to join the patreon
1: i um not uh uh let's see it's rare that oh well i'll start by saying that I think I mentioned when you, you asked me if I had heard this, I said, I'm not sure. I think maybe, um, I had a coworker and we had, we were listening to music at work a lot, working in a bar and, um, we had a lot of overlapping music tastes and, but we were like not super close in age. I was probably eight years or so older. He, I remember him telling me I should listen to Proto Martyr. And I, I think I started to listen to, I listened to a song or two and was like, uh, I think this is where our tastes diverge because he's a kid. And he, and my, I think false and, um, unfair, uh, judgment was that it was like, uh, just hip kind of, hip music that didn't have to have any substance. So came to it with a bit of a um, prejudice, but immediately like the first couple songs, I was like, mm, pretty sure I was wrong about this. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. And I had to go back. I So I started listening to it before I saw the album art, but I wanted to mention that the album art I thought was really, exciting um it's like a, the face of a sculpture maybe greek sculpture and they've drawn over part of the face kind of in a mask type shape really intricate uh magenta lines and then there's like a um black square over in the like third eye area mm-hmm. um so it was just like com- very compelling image um, When I looked the album up on Wikipedia, it said, uh, named after ancient medieval philosophical questioning of how the mind operates in relation to the so called active intellect, also known as agent intellect and other names. I don't really know what that means, but um, it's in line with like my first uh, thoughts about the record were it, it seemed like intelligent, smart music and I didn't know kind of what the lyrics were about and maybe still don't, but they sounded smart to me. I was like, "Mm, these guys are maybe like they do. I don't know. It, it it sounded like an almost academic approach to post punk. Um, like they do books. (laughs) It sounded like they do books like pretty hard. Um, But, uh, so the, and the vibe of the record was interesting because it feels like pretty slackery. It's kind of like, it feels like, I don't know how to put it besides like, it sounds like slacker music at first listen, but it's not. Um, I guess I associate like skate, skate punk or like, uh, eighties kind of slacker punk being about usually themes about like um, partying, uh, maybe like angst, angsty kind of teenage relationships, that type of thing. So it was like clear right away that there was some cool things happening like with how I was perceiving the tone of the music versus the what felt like si- serious to some degree um, content and subject matter. Another combination of words that felt appropriate to describe the sound was hulking yet angular um also i wrote cave jams
0: (laughs) i can see his voice echoing off some some still and
1: there's a lot of um uh heavily reverbed parts it just kind of puts you in a space and it's it's gothy you know it kind of sounds gothy at times And so I just, and I had recently seen, um, Alicia sent me pictures of a road trip and there were cave pictures of caves. So that was like fresh in my mind. Uh, Oh, so I was trying to just kind of place in terms of what I understood, um, other bands or, um, a period of time where this type of music was made and just trying to make comparisons. And it, it reminded me of the early two thousands when I don't know the name of a lot of these bands, but it was definitely a thing where it was kind of like cocky. um, uh, I guess a lot of the bands would be considered post-punk, but it was just kind of like cocky rock and roll kind of uh, new, but sounded new, new wavy a little bit and sounded like the band members would have pop collars. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's kind of bratty, like a little bit snotty. Interpol Maybe, is one of those bands.
0: I know I've heard of Interpol, but even sometimes when I hear the phrase new wave, I like, I'm like, uh, I'd have to hear what people call, like bands that people call new wave Cause I forget.
1: I mean, it's just kind of, um, for me, what, what made them feel and not new wave, certainly they're not playing new wave music, but there was just like essence, essences of it. Like kind of, uh, I mean, the cure is an easy, um, one to draw to just kind of the, it was spacious and gothy and instrumentation had, a. in the eighties, you know, it has like, a particular sound that you kind of like pick up right away. You're like, oh, I don't know exactly how to describe this, but this feels eighties to me, you know,
0: I like the um, word spacious, spacious for that because you do, cause he is kind of doing like a, a talk sing combination.
1: Yeah. Um, that it reminded me of, I don't know a lot about this band, but I've had friends that really love them. Uh, the hold steady, uh, the guy in that band basically just talks the whole time over uh, the instrumentation. Um, they reminded me of the Constantines too. I I think last, maybe two episodes ago, I talked about uh, Black Metal Re- Rebel Motorcycle Club sounding like a soundtrack to a Brad Easton Ellis book. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I was like, who is that? Yeah. Uh, this actually fits better. So I want to strike that um, from history and say that this feels like, uh, I know they're from the Midwest, but I kept hearing new England in the winter, bright East and Ellis, like a lot of the, um, those stories are in New York, oftentimes, um, small liberal arts college. I think one movie is set at Vassar. So I kept thinking of like, upstate new york or rhode island somewhere new englandy um also kept thinking about espionage and nefarious homecoming dance kept coming up
0: like a like people look like at the the, movie like the dance oh god <laughs> the blood's coming down
1: that they were so rude to her in that movie i need to rewatch that i I, I barely remember it. I would like to. There's a lot of Stephen King I want to revisit or visit for the first time.
0: Well, you remember the premise like she. Yeah. She, she was a clown that came into people's dreams.
1: Dippy the clown.
0: Yeah. Carrie Sissy Spacek played Carrie the clown from your dreams. Um, Go on.
1: Oh, the other thing was the produce. I, I try to f- find who the producer was. Um, I wasn't able to track that. Down, but there was some really cool things happening in the recording just with how different instruments would lay in space and how they used um, guitar effects like really effectively. Upon no pun intended, I like it. Um, there would just be what we, there was a song that I noted that um, there's a good example of this. There's a song called Uncle Mothers. And there's kind of this groove laid down. And from out of nowhere, this, um, really angular kind of stabbing lead comes in and it kind of sits on top of the mix. There's it's, you know, it's not blended in. It's really, it really sticks out and it works and it's a bit surprising and just keeps, I found that they're, um, the way they write songs and the way one part ends and another part begins. It was really interesting. So yeah, that's, uh, I'm going to go in part because I feel like this was one of the ones that I didn't actually listen to that much. Um, this week, my music listening situation is pretty busted right now. Work's been too hectic to listen to music at work. Um, it sucks. I gave my brother and I traded cars back after me having his car for a couple, two to three months. And in his car, I could listen to MP3s, but I can't in mine. Um, so I just have NPR in the car. And then at home, my receiver is pretty, has been broken for a long time, but it works sometimes. So if I'm listening, I'm, it's been making me like not even put anything on because I have to listen to it um, through the computer speakers.
0: Um, I'm sorry, I would have not necessarily given you a, a music
1: assignment. No, it's not. I mean, what I did today was just um, I listened to it in headphones on my way home in the car because I knew I was going to be pressed for time. Um and that doesn't feel like the safest thing to do, but it it's fine. I just don't want to, I guess I get nervous that <clears throat> an ambulance will come or something and I won't hear them, but it's not like, I'm not actually listening to it so loud that it would, and their earbuds, so it's not like they're canceling out.
0: Oh, did I rate it? Oh, no, you didn't rate it. How many bugs in there? Five. Five bucks?
1: Yeah. I really liked it and I'm excited to uh, check the other records out.
0: There you go. That eight-year-old... Eight years younger guy proved you wrong. Good on you.
1: Good on you. Is that something people say?
0: Yeah, sometimes. Not often. Tiguan. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about assignments for next week. (laughs) So I would be very, very surprised if you had heard this band. Maybe not, but... I first heard them in San Diego at a place called the Soda Bar. Um, they're Aerosmith. from, yeah, yep, Aerosmith. <laughs> it's a band called Aerosmith. A singer named Steven Tyler. He's he's a really wild and crazy guy. He played at my house. Played at Steve's house. Uh, I believe that this band Denava, They're they're from Portland, I believe. Um, but the album is called Hemisphere of Shadows. I think you're. I think you'll get. You might like it.
1: All right. How do I? How do I spell the band name?
0: um good question it's d-a-n like dan a-v-a and i believe most people would pronounce that have
1: a nice da um what was i thinking
0: i don't know do you know jay retard i i know him but i and i've listened to a few songs but not a full album
1: okay cool uh blood visions from
0: 2009 tiguan what about songs of the week
1: So we keep a running playlist of songs that we're excited about, but I was going to add, uh, David Bazan put out a split with somebody I don't really know, but, uh, somebody named Sean Lane and, um, it's like three or four songs from Bazan and then three or four from Sean Lane. And, um, the song I want to add is called opposite soul. It's mm-hmm. a Bazan song.
0: And you'll put that on the on the playlist. You know I will. That's the type of thing that would give you an extra meal with the
1: Tiguan. <laughs> it's, it's um merit-based meal. Yes. Allotment. My song is one of
0: the Piss Jean songs that I hadn't listened to that much, but it's just like on the one of the albums that so it just popped up on something I was listening to and it just really fit the mood of my walk into work. And I'm going to, I'm going to put it on here. Now I've been listening to it a lot more. I'm turning now by piss jeans. Tiguan. Tiguan.
1: Ultra. Yeah, yeah, do the, it's your turn. How do you start though?
0: Okay. Time is blah, blah, blah. All
1: right. That was good.
0: Um. If you've enjoyed this episode of OK Time, I want you to know our intro and outro music is produced by the Hokkaido Concern of Newark, Delaware. Newark, Delaware's finest milk drinking house party playing <laughs> band. If you would like to, we would appreciate it if you would go on Apple Podcasts and just leave us a five star review. We're asking you to please open up your minds, your hearts and your wallets. to Ryan Ellis, Eric Grimm, Megan. I don't know your last name. Alicia, if you want to use the anchor app, which is what we use to distribute this podcast to leave us a voicemail, Eric Grimm, you said you might do that uh we'll play it on the air and we'll we'll talk about it and respond to it. That'd be
1: fun and Sarah says she's going to send something in the mail.
0: that offer still stands, so go ahead and do it and Eric Grimm, we have your address already, so please do uh and if if you want finally, follow us on social media, join the conversation, take it online. We'd love to talk to you, even Steve, who's more of like a social media hermit who doesn't really like it, but's on it just because. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Hairfort H A I R Fort, or Carl Gresh at C I R L G R A T I O T. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. I hope that you do. I got a new one called Betsy DeVos, Too Many Yachts. Check oh, it out. that's a good jam. Thanks, man. Uh, our episode today was sponsored by Delaware's Finest Drink, Milk, and by Teague One.